Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, let's go to the fun load. Is PJ here? Is he here? I feel like he's not here. I'm worried he's not here. Okay. Well, let's, let's do it without him then. Let's, yeah. Now, here he comes. I had to just get Steve Stevens. He's playing live. And he's bringing the third cola with him. <laughs> Hi, Peach. Well, hello. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm going to pause right now. I'm going to try something. Okay? I want everybody to just take a breath. We're going to move to the fun load. I need to disable the wireless on the computer that is running the show right now. Oh, going on? We may lose the feed, but we'll get it back. Oh, no. Just wait one second. Just wait. Everybody okay with this? You guys cool? Yeah, everybody, thanks for listening. So uh, to quote uh, <laughs> uh, Marvin Berry, "Don't nobody go nowhere." Who? Waiting. Are we all still here? I'm here. It Dog's worked. Here. I'm here. It, it worked. All right. Good. We're good. Excellent. Uh, hi, Peach. Hey, fantastic. Hey, hey, fantastic. Hey. And that was Marvin Berry and the Starlighters from Back to the Future. Oh, Marvin Berry. Oh. Marvin Berry and the Starlighters. Don't know about we We're going to take a little break, but uh, don't nobody go nowhere. That's tremendous. It's like a, it's like a sexual chocolate. It's like a mic drop. It's very good to use. How are you, speaking, Peach? Speaking of classic movies from our era, my son has decided that his 10th birthday party will be a Raiders of the Lost Ark-themed party. Oh, my goodness. I love this kid. Come on. You want, do you Stop. want to come? I will invite you. Yes. What do you mean, do I want to come? No, no. Please yeah. come? We're, we're coming. We're hey, in. Is it in you Jersey? It's Cal Cake going to Jersey. Up, like, that's going to be a go problem. Uh, do I get to dress up Wesley as short round or no? Uh, for sure, for sure. I mean, I, I thought that would be a given. That would be that would be fantastic. I'm trying to figure That's out not... what makes a good Indiana Jones cake. Oh man, the Ark of the Covenant, obviously. That might be a but little. What kind tricky. of cake? Like what a marble cake. Something I something I can serve to ravenous ten year olds who are destroying my basement for the entire afternoon. But for some reason, I reward them with pizza and cake. 
Hey, uh, two things. Happy New Year, buddy. Should old acquaintance. Okay, yes, oh, happy no, New Year to both of you, of course. Don't do that. And then right. uh, B, a happy birthday. Oh, happy there it is. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, it happened. It happened. Uh, happy birthday a couple days ago. What did you do for uh, for the big birthday? What did the big Bishop Donut do? Did you have a donut? As you know, uh, my birthdays are traditionally a time of great suffering <laughs> and and loneliness <laughs> and disappointment. Sounds great. Yeah, this year was no different. I I had work. All right, uh, sir. Ended up buying a a present for myself. In the form form of a (laughs) crawler. I bought myself a musical instrument, which uh, I will not name until until I can show it to you. No, you didn't. I did. It's been a while since you've done that, I feel like. I know. It's been a while. I have to be really Um, ticked off to go get one. This is right. You have to be really feeling some sort of existential existential yeah. crisis. When you go buy an instrument, I'm sure that your your wife is, you know, Tina's like, okay, what's going on? Let's sit down and talk right. about it. Oh, the kids didn't make me a card, and I got no presents, and you gave me a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> a shirt. And not just even a shirt with like, any, any, anything on it. It's like a regular Gap shirt. It's a shirt. <laughs> it's not even like a cool T-shirt with like Schroeder on it or something. Like it's just like it's a, a regular. Cross and Barrow from Coles. <laughs> Actually, Cal, ding ding, you win. It was a Cross and Barrow. <laughs> I sense that someone has received the same birthday gift. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday! Here's a shirt from Coles. Yeah, my birth my birthdays be you know become low key to the point of no one remembers but me. Oh yeah, oh guys, it's my birthday. Oh yeah, okay, go ahead, go no, go play, fine, whatever. Should we play the Charlie Brown music now or later? Walking past the Red Dog House, like on Arrested Development. Um, and then out of nowhere, out of nowhere, my in-laws show up and give me just this giant card with cash in it. Like, See, no, that's nice. Please don't. This is, it was the bribe. It was the please don't leave bribe. <laughs> Hush money. Uh, yeah, it was, I was really well paid. So that You're not nice. leaving, right? You're not going anywhere, right? You saw the big card with the cash in it, right? I know, I know, the Cole shirt. Don't worry about the Cole shirt. I've talked to her about the Cole shirt. So you can't uh, tell me what you what you bought yourself? All right, I'll tell you. Okay. I I, <laughs> I took a lot of convincing, didn't I? Yeah, that was, that was really hard. I bought myself a banjo. Okay. This is just a whole nother episode you just opened <laughs> I'll up. I'll let you think about that for a while. That's Cal, where I'm going. Cal, I know you have questions. I have I have uh one. I have one question. You bought a banjo. Yes. For yourself. You don't uh 
You don't play the banjo. I do not. I'm untrained. What? I'm going to put you on the spot. What is the song that you want to be able to play? Now, we should preface this by saying you're a guitarist and a wonderful one. You're a piano player. You're a musician. You have a ton of musical acumen. So you learning to play the banjo, not out of the question by any means. It's not like me picking up a banjo. <laughs> You'd be Which fine. Just disastrous. Just terrible. Um, what is the one song you want to learn? It's like I Here's have like a thing. I have a like a guitar song. Like there's one song I want to be able to play on guitar. Right. What is your banjo song? Friend of the show, Brian Stevens. Yes. Called me. And asked me to be in a band with him. And he said he wanted he wanted to try a set of Mumford style songs. But he didn't want to play Mumford songs. So he said, I figured you'd be the guy to call to write some Mumford songs that were original. Okay. And I said, oh, okay, I'll do that. And I started to write some, some songs, and I said, it sounds okay on guitar, but I think it would be nice if I had a banjo handy. So this is a whole thing. This is a whole project that that may or may not happen. But so you're I'm saying prepared. it's part of a project? It's kind of part of a project, yeah. Project Banjo Mumford. Mm-hmm. All right, sir. Well, it's kind of like but, I'm inspired by, like, Neutral Milk Hotel. Right? You know, okay. They were like, well, wouldn't it be great if we had a horn player here? And one guy said, well, I own a trumpet. And they said, well, can you play it? And he said, no, but give me a week and I'll learn how to play something. Wouldn't it be great if we had a guy who played a saw? Yeah. <laughs> and the guy went, I own a saw? I have a huge saw that you see in cartoons to cut down trees. Yeah. <laughs> Totally can you that. play it? Give me a week. I'll see can what I can I? do. <laughs> can I ever? Guy turned but, out to be the best thing in the band. Exactly. But you didn't answer the question, I want a real song. I want a genuine song. A song that I look forward to being able to cover is, of course, Rainbow Connection. Really? Oh, I love that. Love. You went with the, you went with the sentimental choice, though. That's like the you know the well, song I sing to the kids and stuff. It's very sentimental. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that song. I, I'm that guy. I, yeah, that's me. I'm sort of you know. The great thing Ernest about Rainbow Turofault. Connection is is really, oh hi Ernest Turofault. <laughs> the great thing about, boy, I went for the cheap one there. The great thing about Rainbow Connection is that I uh, Teresa started singing it to Casey as like a a sleep song. But she she doesn't know all the words. She only knows like a verse and a half. And so, but it became like one he would look forward to. So there were moments where I had to put him back to sleep and I tried Rainbow Connection and it turns out we only know the same verse and a half. <laughs> it worked out well. And you go back to like the why are there so many and you go to the, you know, you go to the we try so many times to ignore it. 
Somehow they never learn. That's not the words even remotely. <laughs> Someday we'll find it. The rate, you know, everybody knows that part. And then you go back to the why are there so many songs about? And that's it. That's all we had. And my my son Casey, like at some point, was like, I think there's. He's 16 months old, but he's looking at us like, I think there are other verses. Here. Yeah. I think I don't. That can't be the whole song. Well, there's there's a verse about have you been half asleep and do you hear voices? So you might you might want to just skip that one anyway. I know. <laughs> I don't know if you want to whip that verse out on him anyway. Sweet dreams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good night, sweetheart. Do you hear voices? Good night. Um, they, I love the Muppet movie. That's a uh, who doesn't. Hey, look, if you don't, I'm not doing business with you. That's it. I'll keep it simple. I'm not doing business with you. Muppet movie is to a newer generation of kids, the Muppet movie is too slow. Is that right? Yeah. Many of the Muppet movies lack the pacing to hold kids' attention if they're not Muppet fanatics in general. Except the new one. I watched the Amy... The Amy Adams Gosh. one and the uh, what's his what's his face? Um, yeah, Jason the Kim is the young there. Justin Siegel or Jason Siegel? Justin Siegel's not even a guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, he might. Um, but yeah, those those I watched that with Wesley. That moved very fast and very good. It's very well done. Really well done. I enjoyed them as well. We've lost Cal here. Um, hopefully, he'll be able to get back in. He was having trouble with his connection, but I did want to. I figured he was stepping aside for the Muppet conversation because you know. No, he's a Muppet guy. Is he? Okay. He's a Muppet guy. <laughs> you said that he wouldn't want to wait in. He said that like you could keep him in the inner circle. Oh, okay. Okay, good. <laughs> a little worried there. We're gonna have to cut him out. I did. I want to talk about diners. I want to talk about diners. Real quick, Cal- though, who's your favorite Muppet? Oh, excellent. Cal, we're having a Muppet conversation. Welcome back, buddy. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, did you get everything worked out there? No. Okay. We've been <laughs> talking about the Muppets we've been talking about the Muppets for twenty minutes, so it's great. The uh, and Rainbow who's your favorite Rainbow Connection? Because that's the one song that PJ wants to learn how to play on banjo. Is that the instrument? Is <laughs> you missed that part? Yeah, I didn't Oh I didn't spoiler alert, yes. Oh uh, no. It's a banjo. Nobody said spoiler alert to Cal. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well, I guess you can't listen back to this podcast. <laughs> Bruce Willis is dead. Bruce Willis is dead at the end. He's dead. Um, <laughs> Luke and Darth Vader. Darth Vader's his father. I don't know how it happened. Um, My favorite Muppet. Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. Because it's changed. And you go, go changed. from go from uh, from Sesame Street and from the Muppet universe outside Sesame Street. I can include Sesame Street. Well, do one of each, one from each. The amazing thing is, it's changed. Like the the Muppet I loved as a kid is different now because I have kids. So like I see them, and they're Sesame Street junkies. So I see them all the time. I'm very I'm very acquainted with these people. Um, as a kid on the Muppet Show, I loved Scooter. Loved him. 
That was my guy. Love Scooter. Love them. Um, Do you know Scooter song? No. Are you able? To, you're able to teach <laughs> the Scooter song to your to your kids? Didn't didn't love them that much. Come on, Scooter had one song. All right. Was it about Have Scotch? Have you heard the sound? Scotch. <laughs> oh. What was it? I don't know it. The song about the worms. Wow, I have no recollection of this. Have you heard the sound? The greatest song around? (laughs) Got nothing. Okay. All right, well, it's about worms. (laughs) Scooter's your favorite Muppet. Wow. I was a big Scooter guy. He had that satin jacket. I was a big Scooter guy. Well, his dad owned the theater. That's correct. That's right. Scooter was living high on the hog. He, was, he, had a satin he couldn't jacket. push Scooter around because he would always, he would always, you know, threaten to tell his dad. He right. had a he had a silver spoon in his mouth. His dad owned the theater. He's the entitled Muppet. <laughs> he he kind of was. He was kind of rich and entitled and aloof, and he didn't get it. He didn't understand like, that everybody else was working. Right. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Just scooter, man. I'm just hanging out. God, everybody, just chill out. What are you worried about? We'll put on a show. Why are you so stressed? <laughs> talking to union, talking to union delegates. <laughs> it's time to light the lights. Let's go. Let's go. Don't worry, my dad will take care of it. My dad's got it. <laughs> scooter is like a laid back, spoiled. Silver spoon in his mouth, Muppet. <laughs> He's like a Kardashian. What about your ses- <laughs> <laughs> right? What are you guys worried about? The show will come off. <laughs> my dad will fix it. Don't worry about it. Hey, get my Range Rover. We're going to go driving. Come <laughs> Kermit, hop in here. Yeah, I know, I know. Now we're making Scooter a jerk, and that's not fair. Come on. <laughs> yeah. It's a Benz. What's the big deal? Come on, get in. <laughs> Grab Fozzie. Fozzie, sit in the back, though. <laughs> Who's your favorite Sesame Street Muppet, then? I was a big count guy as a kid. Mm. And that has continued into adulthood, because I just, I, I, I love the count. The count's fun times. I like Cookie Monster quite a bit, but I like the count. I really do. Was he modeled after Jamie Farr? The Count? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say no. Jamie Farr from MASH. <laughs> we know who you're talking we're, we're familiar. Okay. Jamie Farr is our favorite Muppet from MASH. Clinger? <laughs> Clinger. Is he modeled after Jamie Farr? That yeah. might be the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. Am I, am I, am I the only one that sees a resemblance? Oh no, I see. Or my off face here. No, no, you're fine there. Okay. He looks. He looks they like said, Jamie Farr. <laughs> what if the count was Lebanese and from Toledo <laughs> and dressed in drag? <laughs> That's one great number. How do you like this outfit? <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite Muppet, tough guy? Who are you talking to? Talking to me. Who's the tough guy in question? PJ. 
favorite Muppet is Ralph. Yes. <laughs> he's always in he's, charge. He's he's cool. He's funny. He never had to wear clothes, even though everyone else in the band was wearing clothes. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great point. That's a tremendous point. He was like even floppy. even animals awesome. even animals wearing clothes. Like why everybody is was wearing clothes. I don't even know what animal Ralph is. Is undressed. That's it. Naked. Fur baby. Naked. Yeah, so for 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 uh for Muppet World it will be Ralph and for Sesame Street World it is uh without a doubt Grover. Now how do you feel about Super Grover though? I was Super Grover. Oh boy. That was you? <laughs> I was I was the kid who parents had to worry about was gonna throw himself out of a window. I Put a blanket on, wrap it around me as a cape. Take a colander, put it on my head, and go flying through the house. I was Super Grover. And I thought it was hilarious that he crashed. So I had no problems crashing into anything. With the powers of observation. That's great. I I could totally envision that. All right, Cal, what do you got? Now, that would have been, by the way, you want to get me a good birthday present? If my wife had shown up with a Super Grover T-shirt, I'd 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 be building her a house right now, twice as big. They don't they don't sell them at Coles. They don't sell them at Coles. I know. Only Croft and Barrow. I was just thinking that <clears throat> she could have gone to like Target and Target gotten you a, them. Yeah, you got you a, the Super Grover T. Old Navy. Sure. How about that? She says they... on a yearly basis. Is I never know what you like, so why don't why don't you just get something that you like? You guys have been together for a hundred and fourteen years. Yes, twenty five. What she's saying is literally impossible. I know. She absolutely the biggest cop out I have ever heard in my life. I what don't she know is what she likes. Is your, Except your birthday is you too to close to Christmas. No, she said right. your birthday is too close to Christmas. I'm tired. Get it yourself. Why doesn't too she close just... for comfort? Also, it also is Monroe. Monroe, Mr. Ride. Mr. Ride. How hot were those sisters, by the way? Only one of them. Really? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. And not the one you think. <laughs> Let me guess. You you like Deborah von Volkenberg? That was the brunette. Brunette. Yep. Right. I knew it. I knew it. I was gonna. I we was both knew it. And I think I I am I feel pretty confident saying that the producers of the show did that on purpose, where they used the blonde to draw you in, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh wait a minute, the brunette is hotter. You you over there. <laughs> I hadn't noticed you. <laughs> On the big fluffy couch. That Mr. Rush falls off of. Fantastic couch. Probably the greatest couch in sitcom history. I mean, that's great. <laughs> you you don't get much more comedy out of a couch than they got out of that. You don't often you don't often see that much comedy derived from a piece of furniture. 
I mean, talk about using a set piece. Van Dyke. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a very good point. There's a rich history of using uh, set pieces for comedy and sitcoms. But sure. that you liked, uh, what was her name, though? I mean, I, I've i just heard her real name, which is unbelievable that you had that on the tip of your tongue. What was her <laughs> name? What were their names on the show, though, the sisters? No, I don't remember. Greta and uh, uh, Naomi. Van Susteren. And Van Susteren. That's correct. I just remember uh, Henry Henry Rush and his wife Muriel. And his wife Muriel, yes. And of and, course... Uh, and Monroe. Monroe. Monroe Farkas. <laughs> his last name. And I cannot remember the sisters. Who played the wife? Oh, Nancy she was salt. Nancy salt. That's right. Very good. She was fantastic. She was. A, she was a great straight man. What a the daughters' names show. were Jackie and Sarah. Jackie and Sarah. Right. What a terrible show. Terrible. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what are you talking about? 129 episodes. Great. They did 129 episodes of that show. Yes, they great. did. That show was on for five years. It was in syndication. So That's how we saw it. Did you ever see Too Close for Comfort on a like a a weeknight, <laughs> like a Tuesday night at eight? Yeah. No, we saw it on Saturday nights at six, right before Three's Company, <laughs> on Channel Five. It ran till eighty-seven. We're gonna lose the live feed here. So if you've been listening live, thank you very much, and uh, definitely check out <laughs> www.rtsports.com. And uh, about we have to get a lot more loads. cerebral. If too close for comfort conversation is way too heady for you, we're about to move on. Um, But uh, please uh, subscribe to the podcast. We have two fun loads coming out, too, by the way, because I owe you guys one from last week, and that was a very funny fun load. So um, uh, check that out, and thank you for joining us live. Thanks to Joe Caparoso from TurnOnTheJets.com and our buddy Hans from Twitter. I don't know if that is that a thing. Um, can you say that? <laughs> yeah, um, he is now. Hans, Hans from sure. Twitter. Right. Um, and uh, we're going to continue with the fun load here. So, consider this. What, like, at, at the time where uh, NBC had um, Family Ties and Cosby Show and Cheers, ABC we got it was, running, was running... <laughs> Too close for comfort into the ground. <laughs> keep it on. Just keep it on. Yeah, and they refresh my recollection here with Monroe and homosexuality. Like, unbelievably a feminine character. Straight, though. On but the I show. Don't, he was, right? I th- well, I well no. Like, I don't, I I don't remember the on... show well enough to how that was handled. Well, it was set in San Francisco, <laughs> so right there. So I think <laughs> let's, maybe let's start right there. There might have been an understanding and a wink, wink kind of thing, but never acknowledged. Okay. Way too soon for that. that. What we were just waiting for Monroe to come out of the closet was that the idea? Could have been. But there had been a gay character on TV already by that time. Jay Johnson on Soap. On Soap, yeah. Billy Crystal. Not Jay Johnson. Jay Johnson had the puppet. Jay Johnson was the ventriloquist. Billy Crystal. 
I'm like sorry, Jay Johnson, if you're listening. <laughs> He's a big fan of the show. Not anymore. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have <laughs> He's not, actually, but the puppet is. Billy Crystal was uh, Jody something. Jody, Jody Dallas? Jody Dallas, maybe. Yeah, but he was the, wasn't he the first gay character in, in a primetime sitcom? I think maybe. He was, he was a gay character, but at that time, that was, you know, strictly a punchline. It's, oh, he's gay. <laughs> I remember Bob Yurk used to tell me about that all the time. This kid over here, he plays gay, but he's a good guy. Bob Yurick. He said Bob Yurick. On set. He used to tell me about it all the time. And he tried um, to say dog food. Oh, boy. <laughs> Bob Yurick, he said. He said Bob Yurick. That's what we call him. I can't, I, I can't believe that show could be on. With Jim J. Bullock, and nobody's saying he's gay. You know what the like, J they, stood for? Oh, boy. <laughs> no. you know what did the, the J stand for? I PJ? Know. The Jim J stood for PJ. I don't <laughs> know what the J in Jim J stands for. No. Is that, Jackson. That's, that's a good trivia. Jackson. You know where I learned that? Robert Conrad? No, come on. Not Bob. Bob Conrad didn't tell me that. Um, (laughs) Hollywood Squares. Hollywood Squares. He was the center center square. And John Davidson would go to Jim Jackson Bullock in the center square. He's from Wyoming. Who, John Davidson? Jim J. Bullock. From Wyoming. From Wyoming. Interesting. What's more interesting is that he was born in 1955. <laughs> Are you looking up his statistics? I do, well, I had to look him up just to see if I could find the middle name. Is it, does it say? Is it Jackson? It's Jackson, right? It says James Jackson Bullock, yeah. That's right. Jim Jackson Bullock. And his daughter is Sandra Bullock. Really? No. <laughs> I would never have I would never have known that. Just flailing now. I have no trivia to contribute at all. Monroe Ficus. I'm sorry, not Monroe Farkas. Monroe Ficus. I had that wrong. Oh, see, I thought it was Farkas. That's what I thought too. There's there's a Farkas on one of the kids shows these days that I think of. All right, fine. the kids watch. Hey, what are your two favorite Muppets? So. My two oh, because I never got to reveal that. From Muppet Rolf. Universe and one from Sesame Street. Love oh, you Rolf. too. Yeah, oh, that's man. why when you said it, I was like, oh yeah. I always, I always dig <laughs> Doug Rolf. And uh, on on Sesame Street, you always played Dig Doug with Rolf. <laughs> and never won a game. Never won a game. Love Dig Doug. Great game every time. Uh, Bert. I always liked Bert. Ah, Bert. Nothing wrong with Bert. I kind of felt bad for Bert. You have to. (laughs) 
so the universe, so angry. The universe is taking a squat on Bert. You have to feel bad for him. Ernie. I always felt like Bert was was kindred spirits with the skipper from Gilligan's Island. Always exasperated with his his yeah. goof off of a partner. Ernie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> How did he ever get saddled with Ernie? That's that's the backstory I want. I know. think I think you know the answer to that question, my friend. It takes place I'm in pretty San sure Francisco. I don't. <laughs> I'm pretty sure what were they out <laughs> shopping for striped shirts and they bumped into each other? Bert, Bert and Ernie live in San Francisco. I think that explains a lot of it. A lot like Monroe Ficus. They live in Sesame Street, and you cut that out. You summed that right. Oh, come on. There's nothing wrong with that. They met by striped shirts. <laughs> That's a great striped shirt. <laughs> hey, Bert. Let's be friends. Let's be friends. Ernie. Uh, uh, Ernie. Ernie, please. Shut up. Okay, bro. 35 years that show's been on. He's going to stab him. One of these days. I watch it every morning now. It One of these days, he's going to stab him. They they used to do the Bert and Ernie's Big Adventure or whatever it was. It was like a claymation thing. And they don't have that on Sesame Street anymore. It was great. Um, I think it was right in between for you, Peach. I think your your kids uh, and uh, uh, Cal oh, obviously, no, no. too. Danny and I, Danny and I got got to catch a few episodes of that. Yeah, sure. It was like a claymation that they don't do any anymore, and I think it's because it took place in San Francisco. <laughs> I think it was. There were moments of it were like, "Wow, why don't we just get these two guys out? Like, let's just do this." You know, it was really. I, I, I don't it, understand it people's need to discuss the subtextual sexuality of Muppets. No, there's no there's no need for well, but no. Take it this way. Sesame Street as a learning tool has, you know, provides all sorts of life lessons for children. And right, like what to do on Christmas when your dad's in prison. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's very specific, but yes. <laughs> But no, even, you know, from the, they have the adoption episode, like where What's-Her-Name adopts a baby, and they all, it's like a two-parter. It's, it was like Dallas. Like, they they <laughs> they provide life lessons in many ways. What would be more of a life lesson than if Bert and Ernie were a couple? You know, that showing young people that that's not a bad way to be. It's okay to be that way. You know what I mean? Like that's why I think that's and you know this I'm I'm sort of sounding sanctimonious or or preachy or something but Are you I think about the Hall of Fame that's right <laughs> let's go back to Mike Piazza <laughs> but I think that's why people want to associate or or look to do that for Bert and Ernie because eh, you know two guys live together it's one of my favorite friends lines of all time when when Joey finally moves out because he gets the part on Days of Our Lives. Um, and he, you know, he said, "Well, I just, you know, kind of thought we'd, you know, live together forever." He's like, "Well, we're not Bert and Ernie. Got to move out at some point." Um, okay, do we want to talk about diners, or do we want to save that for another show? I love diners. I could, I could, wax poetic about diners all night. 
I said this recently to no one in particular. I sometimes just talk to myself. It's round out. No, I, I, uh, I, uh, Teresa and I were at a diner, and uh, and and I said, I, I will, I will take a good diner. All a town has to have for me is a good diner, and I can live there. I, I need a good diner. I don't need a great restaurant. I don't need this or that. I need a great diner. And it's weird because Texas doesn't have diners. What do you mean Texas doesn't have diners? I'm gonna say, it, I'm gonna say it again slowly. Texas doesn't Flesh have that diners. Out, please. <laughs> they, 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 they don't. They don't have the diner. They have uh, like Teresa's hometown has the Blue Bonnet Cafe. And you what know, what do you get at the, at the Blue Bonnet Cafe? Everything you get at a diner. Okay. You got your your pie. Your you know your uh, for them it's country fried steak or you know or uh, chicken fried steak or whatever it is. Um, you have those things. We have diners. No, they, right. they, 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 I'm sure they have like an American diner, but they have barbecue and they have like Blue Bonnet Cafe. Do they have the dives in diners, drive-ins and dives? A lot of them. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm. Yes. They And they have the drive-ins. They still have Sonic. They have the drive-ins too? Yeah, they still have Sonic. We have a Sonic. Like shit, they have a Sonic right in our town. Yeah, but how old is your Sonic? Uh, two or three years old. Right. The one in her town is like 27 years like, old. Like, it's an original. That's correct. Okay. They still come out on roller skates in her town. Yeah, they do that here, too. That's a Sonic thing. Right. Oh, do they really do that? Yeah. Yeah, they Sh- do. Shut up. No, they do. <laughs> this is in Comac? Not in Comac, but in North Babylon, <laughs> which is not far from Comac. Okay. Don't get defensive. <laughs> have you had a have you had a uh, a Sonic burger over there? I have had a Sonic experience. I pretty have. good, pretty good. I like it, and the kids get a kick out of the the girls on roller skates or get or guys girls or guys <laughs> girls guys gals. Bob York used to tell me that he used to love the guys <laughs> on roller skates who come out. He got a real kick out of the, out of the guys on. Uh, how did how did Bob Wagner feel about them? You mean Lyle Wagner? <laughs> no. Bobby Wagner. Oh, Bobby. I see. I don't. I never. I never talk. Lyle Wagner was the guy that I used to talk to all the time. How about he Honus? Was a handsome man. How does Honus Wagner feel about it? <laughs> <laughs> so listen, I'm gonna, I'm going to do this <laughs> two ways because it's like a diner. <laughs> We're gonna. <laughs> We're going to talk about diners like they are. Like the way I want to know are. I want to know your favorite diner and then I want to know your go-to diner order. Hmm. All right. PJ, you start. My favorite diner is the Rio in Woodbridge, New Jersey. New Jersey is the capital of diners, right? Can we say that? Every town has one. Every town probably has three. I feel very comfortable, though, really giving New Jersey... Uh, Long Island's pretty good. 
but New Jersey, I feel like, really solid on the diner. New Jersey has a lot of people who need to eat after midnight. I think that's what it is. <laughs> Inexplicably, need to eat after midnight. A lot of people traveling from city jobs. It's 2.30 in the morning. You want pancakes. Where are you going to go? They're just filling a need. You need to talk to a Greek. Where are you going to go? Right. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> I'm going to need a wisecracking uh, waitress who's been up for 16 hours. Right. Consecutively. We chewing gum. Is chewing cracking gum. Cracking gum, of course. The um. So you're going with the Rio. The Rio gave me, me the best cup of diner coffee I'd ever had. Oh, see, so you just hit something, you know, big time there, is, is the coffee at the place. Let me read this to you guys before we do this. A diner is a prefab... Diner. <laughs> a diner is a prefabricated restaurant building characteristic of American life, especially in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and New York City, and in other areas of the Northeastern United States, as well as in the Midwest although examples can be found throughout the United States, Canada, and parts of Western Europe. Diners are characterized by offering a wide range of foods, mostly American, a distinct exterior structure, a casual atmosphere, a counter, and late operating hours. Classic American diners are often characterized by an exterior layer of stainless steel, a feature unique to diner architecture. You need to finish saying that like Guy Fieri, though. ha <laughs> <laughs> the first diner was created in 1872 by a man named Walter Scott. <laughs> that is off the hook. That is off the hook. That is real deal off the hook. <laughs> so just to give a little history, and with that, I want to say the greatest line I've ever heard in a diner. There was a diner in there. It's still there in Williamsburg called Kellogg's. Kellogg's Diner. It's on the corner of uh, Metropolitan and Union. Mm-hmm. And before Williamsburg became his hipster paradise, that's where we used to go. That was the only place to go late night to eat food. So we would go in there like, and it is a diner. We would go in there. It's a it's a dive and a diner. We'd go in there at, uh, you know, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, be out all night or whatever, stop at Kellogg's before going home. And I'm in there with my buddy Terry. You guys all know my buddy Terry. (laughs) We're in there one night. We go there all the time. And I'm looking at the menu, and I'm, like, perusing it like we're at Nobu. Like, (laughs) I'm just, I'm pouring over this menu because I can't decide what I want to (laughs) eat. And Terry just goes to me, he goes, look. He's from Philly, of course. So he goes, look, it's a diner. If it's not on there, they'll make it. That's the point of a diner. And the, the, it's so true. Like, I could have come up with anything. True. The menu is 37 pages long. There's like, a, you know, seafood casserole on there. There's no way they could have lobster thubador <laughs> back there. And they do. They'll make it. Whatever you're thinking, they will make it. I want two bananas with a bagel, peanut butter, 
six slices of bacon, a hard-boiled egg, and a pickle. And she'll be like, do you, do you want fries with that? Right. But isn't that the whole point of a diner? The whole point. You That's go to point. a diner and you can order whatever you want. That's it. He summed up the whole point of a diner. It's a diner. If it's not on the menu, they'll make it. You should never take that long to order at a diner. You can right. get anything you want. So anyway, what is your order at the Rio? I generally would go to the Rio after work, and uh, I would usually get an absurd breakfast, <laughs> like a uh, Western omelet. <laughs> was that what it was titled on the menu? No, no, no. I'll have the absurd breakfast. It's a PJ a la carte special. I like a Western omelet um, with uh, with hash browns, uh, or strike the hash browns, bring me two pancakes instead. Because I can have oh, pancakes I think, at night. I think, I've right seen, I think I've seen you order this. You've seen me you do, can this. do that? Yeah. You could substitute like that? Yes. It, you could sub- the most they will charge you to substitute anything in a diner is $1. That a lot. I, I don't want the coleslaw on the side. I would like a cheese a pancake. Okay. <laughs> and they do that. They absolutely do that. I always order matzo ball soup if there's a soup available. I love diner, the diner version of matzo ball soup. Generally, I, I, I generally, no matter what time of day, I like to get some sort of absurd breakfast at a diner. Is it a Greek, the Rio? Um, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. They had a massive, massive Greek menu. What was your growing up talking? Um. In Staten Island, there was a, a terrible diner called the Golden Dove, which everybody called the Bloated Goat or the Golden Dive. <laughs> Neither of those are complimentary. No, it was it was you know it was what was available, it was what was local, um, and that's why my parents really started looking to Jersey for diners, and that's why we ended up you know learning the diners of Woodbridge, New Jersey, and uh, and Marlboro. We would take the extra five minute drive to get the, to get a Jersey diner. Wow, <laughs> the the diners drove you to Jersey. There was a diner in Jersey on Route Nine called Laura's uh, Pancake House, where pretty much no matter what time of day you got there, there was a line. Wow, diners, you know that it was an event. You get there at nine yeah. o'clock at night, you still got to wait ten minutes to get in. That's ridiculous. It's awesome. It is. Wow. Cal, what's your favorite diner? Favorite diner is a diner I haven't been to in years. It's Thomas's Ham and Eggery Diner on Old Country Road oh, on Long Island in yeah, Carl yeah. Place. That's yeah, yeah. Been? That sounds really good. I have not been, but I've heard of it. It is. It is fantastic. Fantastic. They serve is it, is you your what, breakfast. What you would call a greasy spoon? Is it a greasy spoon? Oh, it's yeah, it is. But it's so popular 
that it's kind of like, you know, it's cleaned up its act, but that's the, that's the heart of it, is that it's a greasy spoon. It's <laughs> just like in a 12-step program? Yeah. Slap I'm a fresh you know, the, the greasy spoon is the diner that you can forgive, even though they're a little bit uh, unsavory. Well, listen, I'm glad, it he, uh, I'm glad it cleaned it. up its act. Now, this is, this, is a, this is a good place. They serve you your breakfast in a skillet. Oh, see, you can't oh, lose there. Can't lose. High so society. Good. I'm sorry. Is this That's good. is hold on though. High society. Is this is this a diner though? It's a diner. I mean, do we have the full? Do we? Uh, is oh. there is there a souvlaki siding? Is there an open faced turkey oh, sandwich siding? Not a Greek diner. Okay, but do, I mean, can I get a Reuben there? You get whatever you want there. I mean, it's known for its it's known for its breakfast, obviously. Well, say, if, you could, if you could do breakfast, lunch, Cabin and dinner any time of day, it's a diner. Right. I think that's, that's, that's whatever the you, real criteria. You that's can a get qualification. Whatever. Yeah, that's a qualification. Am I getting, can I get a turkey, uh tuna melt? Yes. How is the tuna melt? I wouldn't know. I don't like tuna melts. Right. You've never been with No matter what your kids order, are they going to get jello at the end? <laughs> Are they just gonna? They're just gonna bring him a cup of Jello because that that also makes it a diner. Hey, the kids are here. You'll bring a Jello. Hey, Unless you want to bring a, you want a cookie to take home. Cookie. I'll give you a cookie. Cookie, yes. And you, and the cookie's old and it's it's rough, but the kid wolfs it. No, it's in cellophane. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> cellophane cookie. And what's your go-to order at the Ham and Eggery? Well, it's not. I mean, it's my go-to order at any diner. Um... I get two eggs over easy with uh, bacon, a side of whole wheat toast, and and corned beef hash. Oh, you do it! Yeah. Guess what I had this. Guess what I had this past weekend upstate, up in uh, Roxbury. Oh, corned beef hash. That's right. Oh, you didn't. You didn't even give me a chance to guess. Oh, it's a, no, I, I, and I won't because it was so good. And I've been on Atkins for so long, and I'm well, not Atkins, but like low carb or whatever. And I got a side of it, and I said to Teresa, "I said you got to eat half of this. There's, there's potatoes in here." And she's like, "Yeah, I'll do no problem. I'll eat half of it. Don't worry about it." And I'm like, and I look down, and I'm just, I got like an egg white omelet. Like I just, I was good everywhere else. I didn't eat my toast. Yeah. Even though, even though the bread looked amazing. And I'm just scooping in this corned beef hash, just <laughs> scooping it up. And I'm like, you've had like a forkful of this. I've had 37 forkfuls of this. All right, it was so good. That's a great call. And there's bonus and bonus points because everybody in my family hates it. They think it looks like dog food. Right. So they get a kick out of the fact that I'm eating dog food. Right, so you get the you get the little entertainment value. Yeah, but you know, Did you ever see an unhappy dog eating? Come on, it's it's not Scrapple either. Come on, it's corned beef hash. But it depends on where you are. Scrapple's rough. I don't know if you've had Scrapple. It if you boys scrap. have, if yeah. you boys have been to Pennsylvania and had Scrapple. No, I'm talking corned beef. Scrapple can yeah. be made very tasty. I, I I I like it quite a bit. I had it when we went to uh, where we go to Thomas the Tank Engine in Lancaster. And we were in like a a boxcar uh, diner. Amish country. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. You know, Teresa had never seen an Amish person before. Really? Obviously, she's from Texas. They had, she had no idea. 
How did she react? It was funny. She was like taking pictures of them and stuff, and I'm like, "You, that's not. They don't like that it's at the all." Of what they <laughs> did she did she try to pull their beards? I mean, what was she? No, trying to I mean, do? she's 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 like like we would be driving past one of the carriages, and she's like taking pictures and stuff, and and I'm like, "Yeah, that's really not. They don't really. That's not really nice." And she's like, "Well, they're not American Indians. I'm not oh. stealing. I'm not stealing their soul." I'm like, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. All right, snap away. They're, they're just people in wool clothing. <laughs> yeah, they're just, there's no zippers. That's all. Um, I have a question for both of you boys, though, because you both said that your breakfast or breakfast is the go-to order. And so I have to amend my question. What's your non-breakfast order in a diner? So it's your non-breakfast food go-to order in 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 a diner in your respective diners. I like the uh, I like the Greek platter. <laughs> what what does that entail? Usually, that's just a gyro with a Greek salad and uh, like maybe one other thing, like a baby spanakopita or something. What if you're in an American diner? You have a lot of rules. Che- cheeseburger and disco fries. <laughs> That's always a good one. Cheese, cheese, yeah, disco fries. Well, I was gonna say mine is you know fries with uh, uh, my one of my go-to orders is uh, fries with mozzarella and brown gravy. Yeah. Obviously. We're we're too far south to call that you know whatever. Garden State poutine, poutine or something—it's <laughs> disco fries. Yeah. Oh, is that what is that the same thing? Is that disco fries? That's disco fries. Yeah. I never knew that that was the that was synonymous. Yeah, cheese and gravy. Uh, brown gravy. Oh, uh, gravy! I'm sure it all comes out of the same can. <laughs> well, it's all Fra- it's all Franco-American. I mean, let's be honest. Right. Yeah, sometimes sometimes you get the turkey gravy, which was always great. Like you would get the fresh turkey gravy. You know, mm-hmm. Cal, we used to we used to go to the Candlelight. The Candlelight was our diner uh, mm-hmm. where we grew up in Comac. Very solid diner. Very solid. Yeah, good solid B. They did a lot of things well. Um, but uh, what's your what's your non breakfast go to, Cal? It's probably. Uh, I'm gonna tell you if I'm if I'm living right and I'm I'm not worrying about anything in life like my health, mine's a Monte Cristo. Oh yeah. man! Oh, I just I mean if I'm at a real diner and they have a Monte Cristo on there, let's do this. Let's just get crazy. Let's do it. Can you have that any time but before bed? Like, can you have that at 3 o'clock and still go on with your day? <laughs> You've got to go to sleep at 4. Then. That's, yeah, that's sleepy time food for me. Yeah. Oh, most, yeah, that's the end of the day there. I love a good tuna milk. <laughs> I, love a good, I love a good club. I get a BLT. Yeah, I love Ooh. a good BLT. God, see, Man. diners have so much of what I want. These and are, there's probably one open right now. <laughs> You're guessing. We could, all, of course. we could all meet there. I have a great one in my neighborhood. I have Jackson Hole right in my neighborhood. 
That's not a diner. That's more yes, of a restaurant. Is. No, right? no. Ours is a diner. Nope. Ours is, it, ours is boxcar. Silver oh. on the outside. Ours I'm is thinking, a diner. I'm thinking of the restaurant in the city. Yep. I mean, that's, that's a diner, too, but it's in Manhattan. Ours is a straight diner. Uh, the one in Bayside. And ours no, is I'm, like the original. The one that I'm thinking of is the burger place, Jackson Hole. Yeah, see, it's not a burger place. It's a diner. You they just they just they just have seven ounce burgers and they're famous for their burgers, but it's a diner. It's breakfast all day. It's you know they have all the Greek stuff on the menu. It's a diner. Yeah, it's a it's. it's I'll a take diner. your word for it. I I go there you know twice a week. <laughs> you would know. Yeah. Well, no, the one in Bayside though is built like a diner. It's silver all over. It's the neon lights. It's the jute boxes at the table, which we didn't even talk about. Oh. Yeah, Jackson Hole in Bayside still has jukeboxes on the table. I played Air Supply the other night. Of course you did. <laughs> well, my kids love the they, they love they it. They love Air Supply. They love Air Supply. They're crazy about it. Wesley's all lost in love. No, wait, that's not Air Supply, is it? Ja- he's all out of love. Sure it is. All out of love. There it is. Lost, lost in love, in, and I don't know uh, much. And I don't know much. Um. But yeah, I they they love it. My breakfast order is um, pretty simple. I like the eggs on the pancakes. What? I, yep. You can't go wrong. The hungry That's man. Crazy talk. The hungry man. Yep. On the pan, like on top of the pancakes. On top of the pancakes. Let's just do this. Let's do this. Two eggs over easy on top of the pancakes. Side of bacon or sausage. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm sorry. And then you get the I, yolk I you, with the with the. I gotta uh, tell you two quick diner stories too. Yeah. That they diner, but they don't that, have to be quick. That that that. Take your time with them. I love this stuff. That diner by you in Freehold, PJ, is magnificent. Oh, the one where the I, waitress came to the table with the cigarette in her mouth. That's correct. Or, or do we just <laughs> both remember it that way? <laughs> I, I swear look. she had a cigarette in her mouth. It happened. It was two thousand. It was two thousand and four. It could totally have happened. What can I get you, honey? What can I get you, hon? I was like, I'll have the mozzarella sticks, and and the, and the fries with gravy and a BLT, and please take the cigarette out of your mouth. <laughs> and a cup of coffee, of course. She, I mean that that waitress, Cal. She came with the building. I mean, she was. Ancient and awesome. Yeah, she was she was magnificent. She was she was right from Central Casting. She was like, Oh, you have a you have like a fifty seven year old diner here that's like an original boxcar one? Uh, we have somebody mm-hmm. for that. We'll we'll send her over. Did and I think you ended up hair? with Mott Sticks because you first you tried to order poppers. That's right. That's correct. She's like, I want some jalapeno poppers. She's like, Ah, we're out <laughs> Yeah. She, I no think she apology might have even, or nothing. Just I think she might have even said, that's not happening. Yeah, that's not happening. Those aren't happening for you tonight. Okay, I'll have the mozzarella sticks, I guess, then. And some there fries with uh, mozzarella and brown gravy, please. I'm surprised she didn't tell you what you were having. <laughs> Are the poppers? No, no, you're going to have the mozzarella sticks. <laughs> okay. Sure. Sounds good. That place was great. I want to hear PJ's stories. 
<laughs> well, one is we we had an ongoing argument with my dad for like five years in a row. Whenever we went to a diner, he would order the prime rib. Because <laughs> of course, because he likes prime rib, and the prime rib would, rib would come, and it's you know it's like a eleven ninety nine prime rib special. So you get the appetizer, the soup, the salad, the prime rib, a side, and a dessert for twelve dollars. And the prime rib would come out, and he'd go on and a t-shirt so and, a, and an iPad. Yeah, and he, he'd always he'd look at it and be like, "Oh, this is so fatty! I can't believe they gave me a piece with this fatty." We're like, "Dad, you got to stop ordering prime rib here." The shock and indignation. <laughs> I can't believe this. This is you're not at a, a diner. <laughs> you're at a diner. You're not at Sparks. <laughs> oh, it's so fatty. I can't believe it's so fatty. <laughs> if you can't get a good prime rim at a diner, then where can you get one? Right. Well, that was his. That was his point, and he meant if, it. If you're if if a man is in South Orange, New Jersey, at a diner. And he cannot get a decent prime rib. Where are we, people? Honestly, my dad was not expecting a decent prime rib. He was expecting an excellent prime rib. <laughs> <laughs> like a Peter Luger's uh, prime rib. They cooked it medium well. Of course they did, Dad. <laughs> they don't know how to cook it any other way. What are you talking about? There are legal First ramifications here, Dad. <laughs> This thing wasn't on a grill. This thing was fried on a cooktop. <laughs> That's all they have here, Dad. It's not like there's, it's not like there's charcoal in the back. And this, this didn't <laughs> happen once. This happened like a dozen times. He has a skillet and a and a and a, and a flat top. He's making hash browns. He's putting your prime rib right on top of it. Hey, you know what I think I'm going to get? Dad, don't do it. I'm going to get the prime rib. Dad, <laughs> don't Please. get the prime rib. How many times? <laughs> of course it's well done, Dad. There are legal ramifications here. They have to cover <laughs> their ass, Dad. They, they don't want to get runny big. eggs. They, you can't get a rare get. steak. <laughs> but that always blew me away. Like, we've all been in the... <laughs> your dad... Included, like we've all been in the diner with somebody who ordered something. Like, really? Come on, guy! You're gonna get chicken parmesan at the diner? Hey, now you stop right there. Oh, actually, yeah. If I used to, I used to get chicken parmesan at diners. Yeah. Because it's a safe order. I don't know. It's a safe order. It's a breaded chicken cutlet with cheese and sauce. Like it, it's a safe order. Yeah, but they could also make it with like ketchup and provolone cheese. No, I'm not saying it was good. I'm saying I've been at, like, diners I didn't trust, like, where you're not going to get the chicken salad, or maybe the eggs have been sitting there for quite some time. Well, then you get a burger. Yeah. I think. Can I, I tell you my son's, my, my son's go-to order? Sure. We are at a diner. My son gets, if they'll if he can get him to do it. He it's gets a diner. Calamari make fr- it. He gets Galamad, he gets calamari fra diavolo on angel hair pasta. <laughs> <laughs> He's nine. <laughs> the diner. He loves it. He found and it the, on one menu. And, and the now waiter, he asks for it. 
everywhere. with his hairy hairy chest hanging out, like he's got like his shirt two buttons open, you mm-hmm. know, and his you know hairy chest. Really, that's what he wants. <laughs> Man, he gives you a little, this yeah, kid. But, okay. Yeah. They sort of they, they sort of respect it. They oddly respect it. Yeah. <laughs> they ask him, you know, is it spicy? <laughs> Yeah, he knows it's spicy. It's gonna burn his lips. I know. He's, he likes he's it. in on it. I tell you what, I got I got Wesley ordering pancakes on a Sunday night at seven o'clock at a diner nice. at Jackson Hole. Nice. <laughs> we go to. He, he loves sleep very well. Loves the diner, and for a while, every restaurant because he likes Jackson Hole so much was a diner. <laughs> it was the only way to tell him like. It was the only way to sort of get him to behave. Like, we're going to a restaurant. We're going to a diner. We're going, we're going to a to diner. Peter diner. <laughs> right, exactly. That was exactly it. Because he knew how to behave in Jackson Hole only. But now he, you know, hey, Wes, do you want to go to, you want to, go to the diner night? Yeah. What are you going to get? Pancakes. <laughs> it's 6.30 at night. Don't care. Pancakes. Because he was fascinated by the idea that you could have pancakes for dinner. Hey, hey Wes, what are you going to get? What am I going to get? This guy over here. This guy. You believe this guy? What am I going to try to prime rib, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it, Wes. It's fatty. No, it's going to be fine. Can't believe it's fatty. I mean, fatty? It's a diner. You know what they're doing? What could go wrong? (laughs) Of course I'll have the luck. The lobster. What could go wrong? How long has it been back there? Who knows? They don't have a lobster tank here. <laughs> I didn't see a lobster tank when I walked in. <laughs> I'm sure it's fresh. Chicken Diane, of course. It's got to be course. good there. What could go wrong? What's your go-to diner dessert? I think we've talked about this, but... Oh, for real? I don't remember talking about it. I don't think we have. Mine is always. We never did. Uh, I don't think we did. Mine is always pie. Mm. I want to see if they have a good pie there. Although with the Greek restaurants, I, a lot of times I'll have cake. <laughs> like a lot of times, like I'll have like a chocolate cake or something like that. Mm. Mm. But if they if they I'll be you know if they have like an apple pie that they can put a scoop of vanilla ice cream on, I'm in. I'm good there. Yeah, I uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's a good call for me. I'm usually so friggin' full though from the, you know. I know, the, but you know, you're on you're on your third refill of coffee, and a dessert would just go so nice with that final cup. Well, that's also where I was explaining this to somebody the other day because I drink coffee a lot with meals, like any meal, mm-hmm. and and it's something I saw my dad growing you know growing up. I saw my dad doing. Um, but it's a diner thing, too. Like, I sit down at a diner any time of the day, no matter how much coffee I've had during the day, and I order a cup of coffee. Yeah. It d- doesn't matter. It could be a my glass of water, right? That's it. It could be my 37th cup of coffee of the day. I'm getting coffee. When she comes over, he or she comes over for that first pass, can I get you guys anything to drink? Yeah, I'll have coffee. I mean, it's, it's like a no-brainer. Yeah. And I sort of learned to drink coffee during a meal while eating a meal that way because of diners or watching my dad do it. Like my dad drinks coffee with like dinner, you know, because he doesn't drink wine. Hmm. And so I, 
I do that all the time. I have a cup of coffee with lunch every day. I don't drink a lot of coffee, don't you? I I don't. I do drink quite a bit of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh, the numbers are our our numbers the last few years very good. We're trending upward. Coffee's happy with you. (laughs) The coffee industry is. Did they send Did they send you a T-shirt? <laughs> very pleased. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your service. We can expect your continued support in 2015. Here's Here's a travel mug for you. <laughs> it was signed coffee. <laughs> Yours truly, Guatemala. <laughs> Love Colombia. <laughs> yeah, they they're pleased with me. I'm doing a hell of a job. But yeah, you're on your third cup of coffee. What are you getting for dessert, PJ? Damn it. Rice pudding. Oh, there it is. There it is. I love diner rice pudding. It's such a diner order. With or without raisins? <laughs> um, Gauntlet I am, thrown. I never knew that raisins were an option at a diner. So as long as I was pudding? getting the cinnamon on top, I was very happy. Really? I never thought to ask for raisins. Yeah, but you, but surely you've had it before, right? I've had I rice say, pudding with raisins, I, I, yeah. I say no raisins. I think raisins I are un-American. I don't seek it out with raisins. But it's good with raisins. You take it either way. But do you take it on the run, yeah. baby? As long as they bring it to me with a little cinnamon on top, and you know, some, sometimes they'll even be like, "You want a little whip, whipped cream?" It's, oh yeah, yeah, I want the whipped cream, sure. <laughs> then you turn into it's fine. You, you turn into Orson Welles. Of course I do, <laughs> Mr. Howell. Cal, <laughs> 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 what's your go-to uh, dessert? And then we got a wrap. Uh, a wrap. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, we got to get a wrap exactly. <laughs> Cheesecake. There it is. Cheesecake. It's, it's always bound to be a decent cheesecake. It's it my is. go-to dessert whether I'm at a diner or I'm at a fancy restaurant. It's your, go, it's, your, it's your go-to dessert. Yeah, always. That's, that's what it will be. Or it's the Rainforest Cafe, wherever I am. <laughs> Why'd you pick Luscious. that one? Decadent. We go there once a year. To see the gorilla? To see the, the animatronic gorilla. Just to sit in the rainstorm. It's great. Wait, stop. I love that place. When the thunder starts and it's like, uh oh, here yeah. we go. Oh, and if you're close, if you're close enough to the to where the rain is, you get you get a little, get sprayed a little bit. Get a little forget get the jambalaya, the one that they warn you was too hot. No. Oh. If you, you order so the you jambalaya, the manager. The manager will come out and say, look, this is the hottest thing we serve. Are you sure you want this? And you have to say yes to the manager. And then you have to give sign something. <laughs> Verbal consent? Yes. Yes. You do. Wow. Like there's it's all kinds good. of ambient conversation going on <laughs> and noises. And I'll have the jambalaya. Everybody Everything stops. stops. Needle, needle goes off the record. The waitress gets real. Um, I'll, I'll be right back. <laughs> the chimpanzee stops screaming. 
Well, the they, all look at you, they all look at you sideways. The animals. Give the jambalaya. Chimpanzee <laughs> turns his head. <laughs> Does the, like the huge head tilt. <laughs> <laughs> the parrot's eyes like bug out of its head. <laughs> Sir, it's come to my attention that you have ordered the jambalaya. Guy dressed like Steve Irwin comes out of the back. He's in a khaki outfit. Yeah, that's yeah, I, I did. Um, uh, we're just gonna need you to sign a few forms, uh, right here. Uh, whole restaurant watching. And here, an initial here, please. You have you someone that can co-sign for you. <laughs> Is this your wife, sir? <laughs> just your wife. Hi, hi, ma'am. Um, would you be willing to stipulate? That I have, he's like reading from a script. This stipulates that I have warned you about the jambalaya. (laughs) (laughs) So it's that hot, eh? It's spicy. It's very spicy. (laughs) You have such a delicate palate, though. You have a delicate palate. You're you're a daisy. You have a delicate palate. Mr. Bishop enjoys the spicy. He listen, George likes the Kung Pao. Would yes, you be Mr. The Bishop? Like <laughs> you would be Mr. The Bishop. In 2015, we're adding a Mr. Yeah. <laughs> just, just according to your rules, you would be Mr. The Bishop. Mr. The Bishop. All right. Let's wrap it, boys. PJ, final unload. I got nothing to say except looking forward to a great year. This is it. This is my resolution. This is the year I get it done. Getting it done. That's it. Getting it done. Still getting it done? <laughs> Cal final unload. Uh, so last week I was really happy about my St. John's Red Storm being number 15 in the nation. That was right before New Year's, uh, the New Year's holiday. Number 15 in the nation. They've lost three in a row, dropped out of the top 25, and they might not win another game ever. So, <laughs> the Calvi curse. But I'm keeping it in perspective. Happy New Year. Keeping it in perspective. Happy New Year, everyone. You know, you know why? They had the jambalaya. <laughs> they, must have, they didn't sign for it either. <laughs> and my final unload is, um, I just want to wish a happy birthday to my niece, who somehow inexplicably turns 18 today. 18! Which means two things. Stop. One, she's she's grown into an awesome, super cool, great girl. Uh, young lady who we are all super proud of. And two, man, we're old. Holy shnikes. Yeah. Man, we're old. 18... Happy birthday, Sam. We all love you. Okay, um, that is it for Ready to Unload with Callan, Sam, Pete, and Bishop. We will talk to everybody next week. Thank you so much. Happy New Year, everyone. And uh, good night, boys. Oh, tiramisu. Good night. If they have tiramisu, <laughs> I'll order tiramisu if they don't have the rice pudding. Oh, good. We can end now. Sir, I'm just going to need you to initial here as well. Um, 
And then if you can just, uh, yes, yes, initial here. I'll need your social security number. And, uh, <laughs> I brought my lawyer. <laughs> next of kin. And hey, Johnny, can you send the notary out? <laughs> <laughs> Table six. God forbid you order it with no rice. Good night. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.